The car in like that quick just went sideways with a trailer behind it. So now we're going 70 miles an hour sideways, sliding. And I, I black out before we actually hit, which I'm thankful for. And then I feel my ear and my ear has blood coming out of it. No, I, I thought you were going to die. And it, it scared me because all I heard was you've been hit in the head and you're not responsive. We hit the we hit the trees and I and I kind of remember it's just like they film it in a movie where you're like coming up to the trees and then it just the screen goes black. It's just like that in my memory. Hey everyone. Welcome to the Twerk Ethics Show. My name is JT. The guy that usually sits here his name's Cooley. Cooley. He's traveling. I was traveling the week before, so we're doing a replay. We'll be back uh, next week, but we're doing a replay from our very first guest, Rudy. Well, I have to ask before I say anything, did you get my invoice for this? Yes, I did. Okay. Yes. I said you got 50,000 for 10 minutes. That's fine. Okay. I just want to make sure. You got that. <laughs> That's fine. What? It was a fantastic episode. couple of things to note. We now have a second camera. And we also have a second microphone. When we did Rudy, we did not yet have a second camera or a second microphone. So him and Cooley had to uh, share. So keep that in mind. It's kind of comical. What's up, Rudy? What's up, Nathan? How are you? I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) If you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening, I guess it doesn't really matter. A couple of things that I think are... Uh, worth highlighting, which you already heard in the intro, is the story of the car wreck. This is insane. It really happened. This story is is uh, really well told in this podcast. And how we get the sounds um, that we use. So this... And this... And this... And there's a full song that goes with that that uh, is mentioned in this episode. So we gotta keep it together because we know the future gets better. And there are two parts, but today we're only doing part one. So if you really like this one and you want to do part two, I believe it's episode 27. So you can just scroll back to last year, episode 27, and, and uh, view the part two. But uh, we'll be back next week, and we hope you enjoy this replay of Rudy. Thanks. So, welcome to the Twerk Ethic Show. I'm JT. Cooley. That's Cooley. We're a comedy podcast. Yes. We're also a YouTube channel, wouldn't you say? Uh, I would say that. And today, this is a very special day. All right. You want to tell them why? Yes. So, uh... Today, I have no idea. Just kidding. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) Today, we have our very first guest on. Yes. We're going to be like a real talk show today. Yes. Uh, I've known him for 16 years now. Yeah. Something like that. I would say Um, our guest is a friend to us. Uh huh. He is a a friend to all. He's a husband. (laughs) Really? Not to us. Right. He's a father, also not to us. No, I'm older than he but is. But to his name be the glory. 
Chris Tomlin. Church I knew legend. I knew it. Non-denom OG. <laughs> Our guest is also a singer, songwriter. He is. Guitar player, mm-hmm. piano player, mm-hmm. dancer, mm-hmm. entertainer, mm-hmm. business owner. Saxophonist. Saxophone. Yeah, that was like the main thing I want to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he went to school for that, actually. Really? Uh-huh. I'll let him tell you about that. Okay. Um, and the <clears> list <throat> goes on, but I'm going to cut yeah. the list off because I would like to introduce... Because his head is growing. I would like to introduce our very first guest. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the Twerk Ethics Show, Rudy. You made it. We're sharing today. Rudy, welcome. Sharing caring. What's up, Rudy? What's up, Nathan? How are you? I'm good. <laughs> good. Rudy was kind enough to give the show a bottle of Angel's Envy. Mm. Probably better there. Yeah. The rye version. Yes, the rye version. Oh. Tell us about it again, why it's awesome. Yeah, <clears throat> I have to thank my wife for introducing it to me because... What up, Annie? She basically um, has a, a work affiliate who has tasted over a thousand different whiskeys, and he said that this one was... A thousand? thousand. He does annually a, uh, a retreat where they do like 150 tastings per year. He's been doing it for like 10 years. He says top three, if not maybe top. Oh my gosh. So it's it's a delicious beverage for Well thank you. And what gentlemen, I'd like awesome. to toast, you know, let's write it down in the history books. This is Twerk Ethic Show's first guest. Couldn't Cheers. have picked a better one. Welcome, sir. Thanks, guys. That's special. That's real good. Mm. It's a little watered down. <laughs> <laughs> so no, that's real good. Wow. This is fantastic. Wow. All right. So Rudy, we're talking outside. I wanted to buy that for you for a really long time, ever since the show started, because you guys are classy gents. So. Thank you, sir. Well, that leads to what I was about to say. You you actually described our show the or the metaphor. Was a cigar, yeah, and I, I'm like, there's, there's <clears throat> nothing better you could have said to me. There's a couple things better you could have said to Nathan, right? But not, <laughs> not to me. It's true. I was honored, and I wanted to ask you. I mean, like, like, <coughs> why did you become a fan of this show? I know you like us. Uh, we like you. Mm-hmm. We're friends. But like, before you even knew you were going to be a guest on here, like, what, what even made you become a fan? Well, I have to ask before I say anything. Did you get my invoice for this? Yes, I did. Okay. Yes. I said you got fifty thousand for ten minutes. That's fine. Okay. I just want to make sure. <laughs> That's fine. What? I'll which, put some. I'll put some on it. Which? Hey, <laughs> put some on it. <laughs> Again, Patreon. One single payment, seventy-seven thousand dollars, like payback. Yes, it's almost free. It's almost free. But anywho, am I allowed to move this? Yeah. Sure. Um. No, man. I mean, obviously, like, we have an awesome community, you know, and everyone's friends with everyone. And, I mean, you guys just used to sit outside of Boulder Creek Coffee. 
and do this. Yeah. You know? And then when you started doing it on like an official level, it was just, an, it was actually, it's post COVID. So everyone's like needing community in a way that they didn't have for such a long time. Yeah. And then there you guys are like doing what we used to do pre COVID. So it's like immediately it's cool and it's easily accessible. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like, I was telling somebody the other day, it's like extremely unforced what you ah. guys are doing. Like, like shows feel, you know, they're on a time crunch, they're agenda based, they're whatever, or they're even like lacking content, lacking something to talk about. Yeah. yeah. And somehow, some way, and I think both of you guys have the, the magic sauce to just like, to just jaw, but Man, it works, but it works. That. But it, and it, but it's at a slow pace and it's a comfortable pace. So I've yeah. been on road trips and listening to the show, and it's like this is like having a cigar for like forty five. That's pretty cool, right, Nate? That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like, of course, you guys love cigars. Yes, we definitely do. And it's interesting because I have to give some credit to Nate because I am a little bit more type A. Like I'm a musician and I'm creative, but like I'm the stager, the planner, and like I. I'm the guy that's like planning this big thing. And so every episode, I'm like, all right, this is what we're going to do, blah, 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 blah. And Nate's like, hey, man, let's just talk. Yeah. And so what we started doing was we like write down these bullet points. As you see, I'm the only one who actually did write them down because Nathan has a lot more confidence. <clears throat> that's what this is for. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he has a lot more confidence in just winging it. But he he couldn't have been more correct in like, um, zoning into what the show is. Right. And what we typically do now, we didn't do it today. Actually, we did. The intro is considered this. We do this thing called getting the plane off the ground. Yeah. And once we get the plane off the ground, we could do, at that point, we could start improv yeah. But there has to be something at the beginning that right. like gets us going. Sure. Right? Now we're just at cruise level. We can take our seatbelts off. <laughs> I, I really have to go to the bathroom. I'm just waiting for that light to turn off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Loretta's in it right now, so yeah. you might want to knock. Your dog? Yeah. Y'all, I'm over here at the twerk ethic house. And <laughs> the Jeremy, twerk ethic house. <laughs> and Jeremy's, uh, Jeremy's dog is, I feel like your dog is in love with me. It, it probably is. Yeah. She's so sweet, but she was bolting, doing total dog wind sprints. And I'm like walking up the stairs and she's running at like face level as I'm coming up the steps and she slides five feet on her paws <laughs> right before the edge, yeah, yeah, like yeah. right up to the edge. Yeah. I'm like, are you going to go flying off the steps? Yeah. She, she loves everybody. It's like that girl, you remember the girl in middle school or high school that like had a crush on every boy and was like always talking about it. And it's like, well, that didn't work out. Now I'm, I'm going to this one. I'm going to this one. Right. Mm. That's my dog. My dog is a high school girl. Well, I think uh, mm. a little bit of the intro that we didn't oh. talk about was yeah. the fact that Rudy does the scene transitions. Can you? All right. This is something we actually have not talked about before. Yeah. Like, how, how do, why did you guys even write this? Because, newsflash, we did not write this for this show but we use right. it for the show so like, <clears throat> yeah how, how did that years ago how that come yeah, about 12 stone was doing a series in which they basically fabricated 
kind of like a mock 80s sitcom. Okay. For a few, <coughs> few weeks. And um, that Travis and other people like Matt Mangum were involved. And they had this these transitions that now you guys are using as the transitions that they were using between. And so we had to go in and do a theme song. And... Uh, and I guess you play drums on that, mm-hmm. a few other musicians. And then yeah. I'm playing sax. So we had to do the theme song, <clears throat> which was Dustin and Macy singing, uh, Keep It Together. Keep yeah, yeah, it yeah. together. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three kids at home and there's no time to play. Life's a little more stressful each day. Science projects, sports on the go. Not to mention our pets in tow So here we are hanging on by a string But I love it more than anything Even when we fall apart at the seams Our family's gonna follow our dreams So we gotta keep it together Cause we know the future gets better Even when the world says whatever I know that we can make it through So we're gonna keep it together And then we had to write just like we sat in the studio for like an afternoon and just went like what what is like happens when like you transition in like growing pains or family matters like these yeah. 80s 90s sitcoms what are those melodies and think I, I may have just like come up with a few on saxophone and then the band just like played it just like that sound yeah. and we just recorded it's it's phenomenal like it's hilarious it's, it's, it's like I, I know you guys wrote it but it seems <clears throat> like you actually found the vibe the song yeah clipped it out, downloaded it from the internet, yeah. and that's what we I mean, it's so real. My favorite one is... Because it's like, oh, yeah. something's going on. Like, <laughs> I also love the one. I love the ones that are just like... Wayne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, the, that's like... That's the glue between the two scenes where there's not anything that's really going on. They just needed to like take a second. Yeah. Yeah. That's like commercial break. Commercial break. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think, uh, Nate, you, you had the idea because when we talked about the show, we were like, what do we want the show to be about? And the answer was kind of like Seinfeld. It's like absolutely nothing. Right. Like we want it to be about nothing. We want some shows to be really silly and stupid and funny. And then some shows, if, if that's our vibe and our mood that day, it's going to be a little more serious. Yeah. But we also knew that our chemistry, there's going to be some sort of small talk funniness that is whatever, but it's pretty much nothing. Let's just talk about nothing and see where it goes. Yeah. And then this guy was like, hey, we have to use these sitcom things. And he emailed me. them. And I, In my head, I'm thinking, <clears throat> yeah. I don't know, Nate. I, I don't. They were stuck in my, uh, I had stardom, and, like, you know, matched the star on there. And uh, they had been in my email for, well, since we were recording them. Yeah. And, like, Jared sent me all the files and stuff. And I was like, I got to have those. And that was years ago. And they've been sending my email. And then that's when I came up with you. <laughs> and I was like, dude, we got to use these for sure, dude. They're so funny. Yeah. Plus, we had written, we had just written that, um, that 80s type theme. For the show, twerk ethic. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I was like, oh, "This will fit in perfectly" because it's like it's around that era. Because it reminds me a lot <clears throat> of Alf. 
Yeah. Alf had a saxophone in it. Oh and, yeah. Um, there's a there's some. I think Family Matters. That's kind of the vibe I feel. I got circle. Yeah. 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 And uh, that's that's what I think too. Yeah. Who's the boss type stuff? Growing pains. <clears throat> Just very quirky type stuff. So, but yeah. I was that day. I, I was in my wheelhouse because I was just like, just write whatever, and I was like, okay. So I was like, <laughs> we were laughing, laughing, dude. It was so much fun, bro. I let me ask you this: Do you actually know how the twerk ethic name came about? Uh, no, it's it's a uh, it's such a short story, <laughs> but it's <laughs> right. It's one of the things that like I don't have time for this. <laughs> 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 so it's one of the things that like because you know Nathan so well, you're gonna A, you're gonna understand exactly why or exactly how this came about and why he is such a creative genius. And people people don't really understand how creative Nathan is. It's it's actually alarming how creative he can be and how quickly he can be that creative. And we're all creative. But like Nate's, Nate's Nate. It's also alarming how good of a dancer he is. It, it is extremely would, alarming. Here's a clip. Be- <laughs> oh, that was a great clip, yeah. man. No, it's so yeah. good. I liked yeah. it. I liked it. He's also really, really good, really good. At air guitar, Q clip. He, all right. Creek. So we had talked about for a long time, like people ask me, like I have a, a white collar career, um, soul sucking corporate career. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, but I, at, at my soul, I am an Enneagram type four creative. And some days I wake up and I want to be a businessman. And the next day I might identify with a poet. And the next day I might identify with, I'm going to put on my flannel shirt and go chop down a tree. Um, So I have that. And someone asked me, like, well, what would you do? Like, if you could do anything, like, what would your dream job be? And I said, without even thinking, I said, Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. And they're like, what do you mean? I said, I have this thing. Like, like I I, I would be a really good host and love every second of it. It's like, I, I, I want that. Like, and... That's all it was at the time. This was like 10 years ago. Then that turned into, man, I'd really like to do like a talk show or, you know, talk radio. And so him and I talked about it for a long time, for years. And then that turned into podcast because that was the new thing. And so we kept talking about it. And I was like, you know what, man? I think we were at the lounge, right? Cigar lounge when this happened. So we're smoking a cigar. I looked at him and I said, hey, dude, let's 
do it. Let's do this podcast. Let's make help. <laughs> so Are you thinking what I'm thinking? <laughs> that no. night we went home, watched Shrek three, and we made out. Yeah. Um, Shrek so three. Is there a third one? Oh, there's like six. Okay. Yeah. All right. No, three is the most romantical one though. <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't watching. Oh, we were. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're sitting there watching or smoking the cigar. I'm like got making out of my mind. Um. And I said, let's do it. Like, let's actually do this podcast. And he turns to me and immediately goes, twerk ethic. And I was like, mic drop. <laughs> and I asked him, I said, hey, did you just think of that? He's like, yeah, I just made it up. I'm like, that's the most amazing podcast name ever. I'm not even going to think about another one. Yeah. And so there's like, there was no actual meaning to it. But I actually like to say it's like, you know, we like, like we work hard, we play hard. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. But then we looked it up on all the platforms. YouTube, Instagram, Nothing. TikTok, no one has nobody. It. Just twerk it. Not twerk underscore. Just twerk ethic. Nobody. Yeah. Nobody had a Spotify podcast, Apple podcast, an album, nothing. Blue Ocean, baby. It was, yep. That's Dude, him. That's it all. It was the, uh, I tried to hashtag it on TikTok. Like, oh, you made a new hashtag. I'm like, what? Really? Boom. It's insane. Not a lot of ethics and twerking combined yeah. normally True. online. Yeah. It does take talent, though. I've seen some twerking out there. <laughs> <laughs> it does take some talent. Yeah, you can't just like lollygag. No. You got to have some ethic. Yeah. You, know? you got to have some ethic. You better be serious. Which I, I think dancing is a lot to do with the face. Mm, like when, my, yeah, when, I, sure. when you dance or like when I see my wife dance, it's all about the face. <clears throat> That's like what makes it funny. Yeah. Absolutely, you got you got you to have that ethic. It's mm. the confidence, and if you have the confidence in the look, which is like, well, it looks like he knows what he's doing. I mean, he's confident in himself. So, and I'll go. I'll another, allow it. I'll go another <laughs> level, uh, another layer, right? Another right. layer here. If you look at our personalities, he's more twerk. You're more ethic, and I'm more ethic. Mm. Like I'm the serious one, and as I get just a little bit too serious, Nate's like, um, come here, mm. and he like pulls me out. Naturally, like I've actually noticed on the show, I'm like, I think it's getting a little too serious, and then he just drops, blow darts you with its music. yeah, <laughs> just right between the eyes, right, and it just, it's just hilarious. I twerk you in the face, <laughs> and we'll be right back after these messages. <laughs> so I thought, I thought of some commonalities between us. Maybe okay. you're going to say these things. That we both used to be roommates with Nathan. I did not know this. That's you didn't true. know that? I lived with him before you lived with him. Where at? At Melody Lane mm-hmm. in Lawrenceville. How long did you live with me? Three years? So at like your parents' house? No. Oh. No, no, no. No, it was, uh, it was off of uh, Collins Hill Road. Church. When he first moved to Georgia. We were roommates for, this. for actually several years. Yep. Wow. Another thing we have in common is we got married within like a week of each other. You and Nate got married? Yeah, me and Nate, Nate got married. Yeah. No, you're talking about me and you. <laughs> me and you. Yeah. I know. Wasn't it literally a week before mine? And that and and because of the close proximity to our to each one of our weddings, we weren't at each other's weddings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was on my honeymoon during your wedding, and y'all were probably just like 100 miles an hour before yours. Oh, my gosh, yeah. And you know, it's interesting, too, because... We, I don't think we've hung out since then. 
I mean, dude, it's been way. way That's why I was at your bachelor party because I was at his wedding. Really? That's That's right. That's right. You trying to figure that out earlier? Yeah. I was like, why wasn't I there? Because I was in his wedding, obviously. But I was like, I wasn't at the bachelor party. I was like, oh, I was at his wedding. That's why. That makes a lot of sense. Dude, I mean, yeah, you got married and kind of. I got married and it's like new lives. Yeah. Kick in. But we're better people for Thanks it. Thanks for the suits, by the way, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and Dennis. Yeah. yeah, right? I got three of the same suits, but they're all different, slightly different colors. I do have a question for you. It might be a more serious question, but I actually something I wonder personally, not just for the show. So, like, most of the time that I knew you, you were some sort of artist, performer, entertainer yeah right uh my question to you um because i i guess it's two-part questions you are a business owner so a tell tell everyone about your business including me i'd like to know i kind of know what it is but like what what is your business and then the second question which is the one i'm wondering the most is do you plan to lean back into the artist world or are you out of the artist world are you going to hybrid it yeah, that kind of thing. Those are very good questions, Jeremy. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, basically, in um, around 2017, well, actually 2016, I pulled away from full time singing as a job, and kind of just slowly pruned away a lot of the uh, hired singing jobs that I was doing. Yeah, um, and kind of took over doing a business which is a basically a pro audio and transportation business that's related to music i'm still in the world but i'm actually not on stage and a lot of those choices were like i don't want to be you know turning that wheel every single week yeah learning new other people's material and Mm -hmm. being gone all the time traveling because i've got a new family and um those are huge factors sure obviously so it's all purposeful steps but, you know, music, like touring and doing those kind of things don't play super nice with trying to be like a domesticated person because sure. they're just like, you're just gone all the time yeah, or yeah. late nights. When I got married, we had a routine, like watching Friends at 10 o'clock every night. I started, for the first time in my life, I had an actual like bedtime kind of like routine for the first time. But I think generally speaking... I still miss music. I still want to do it. Sure. But I'm like kind of just now starting to like turn my head in that direction. Yeah. Um, And I've got a few things popping. Yeah. I was telling you earlier that, um, you know, I have a studio that's pretty nice that I was able to finish during COVID. And I love the idea of just being able to get good at that stuff and feel like um, even if I'm 90 years old, if I could be creating something. I don't have to be out performing, but if I can be creating something, that's going to feel like sure. a good thing, you know, but touring and those kind of things, I want to be selective about it. Cause you could definitely turn into, you know, a little bit of a robot. And I mean, I, it's definitely a good career. I know Nathan's still chopping it out. Yeah. Doing a lot of work with that. And he's excellent at it. I actually still, um, you know, from time to time get requests to do things like that. Yeah. But well, there's also yeah. a reason that Nathan's doing this podcast. You know, sure. He's he's got interests other other ways too. I don't mean yeah. you're like 
you know, I'm not saying like, oh, Nathan's planning to quit his band. That's not what I mean. I mean, right. it's like, just like I have a career, this is a, the dream. Nathan, this is the dream for him too. Yeah. yeah. And I think I relate to you a lot because when I was 23, 20, yeah, 22, 23, I basically did the same thing. I was in a touring band and I wanted to have the picket fence and the wife and the kids. And I quit, pissed my whole band off. And uh, I quit. And it's literally the best decision I've ever made in my entire life. And I'm now, I'm just now getting back into that side of me. And right. COVID did it. Like, right, it helps. Like I started doing all these punk covers. And everyone's like, where did this person come from? I'm like, he's been there. But like I pushed him way down because I wanted to go get this picket fence life. I really did. And by the way, I got it. Yeah, you do. And I love it. Yeah. I have an amazing wife and like, I, I love that life. But then also, like, I met you guys. I met tons of good people here in Atlanta. And it's like, yeah. I, miss, I miss some of the stuff with the band. But, dude, we were on the road every single day. So it's like 13 hours a day, seven days a week with five dudes. It's a young man's game. It's a young man's game. Yeah. So I can relate to you. On <clears throat> yeah. That. It's definitely, like, you know, in moments where you have, you know, the hardest parts of being a family man you look at the other side of the fence and go, man, remember when? But at the end of the day, like, I've got an awesome son. Cue picture. Um, announcement, we have another one on the way. Congratulations, another, another man. baby boy on the way. It's freaking awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. And um, they're going to be 16 months apart. So, wow. Yeah. And, you know. They're not going to be competitive at all. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right now, my son can almost kick my Really? <laughs> just about. Um, he's he's a strong. He's almost one next week. He's strong. Oh, Jack. He's like in the ninetieth percent size wise. Okay. You know? But you know, Annie's uh, and I. We just bought a house, and uh, so we got Congrats, the. We're man. doing the thing, man. We're doing the same same stuff, and um, yeah, I'm just starting to work on what does it look like to create more, and yeah. Uh, but in the meantime, the business is picking back up after COVID. This and, is three, two, one event. What's Three, it, two, one events Inc. is the okay. is the name of the company. We don't have anything online. If you try to look us up online, it'll your computer will just shut off. <laughs> <laughs> Three, two, one. Pew. It'll just log you right Three, out. Three, two, one events. Boom. And then you see Lena. what just happened. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we've been word of mouth for about eight years. We started in 2013, okay. basically supporting A Town A List yeah. and then several other bands, which is Nathan's band. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was in it at the time. Yeah, well. yeah. And um, sound, and then and then the um, um, transportation. So we have like kind of like mini tour buses. Yeah. That we use. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy. It can be a lot of. It can be a grind even for me with that aspect. Of mm -hmm. it. Yeah, because yeah, I I would imagine things don't always go as planned. No. <laughs> and, and guess who gets the call at three a.m. Nathan. Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Rudy does. Yeah. But it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So do you, this is kind of a, another deep question if it's a bad answer, but do you like that? Do you like 321? you like doing it or do you want to do something else? Or? It, it, okay, so here's, that's a really good question. It's a little hard to answer because it sucks sometimes. Yeah. Um, but I'll say this. Um, I thought it was going to be more passive. Does that make sense? Sure. Like when, like, like my friend and I were talking recently, um, about like building a business that you that you basically on paper looks extremely passive. I can just like do this and then I can do something else. It's not as passive as I would have hoped. 
But on the other hand, like for the, like the last couple of weeks, I've only had to go into the office a couple of days. Yeah. And I've been working on our house. And yeah. So I have freedoms built into it. And when that happens, I'm like, this is great. Yeah. When I'm on vacation and I'm having a date with my wife and I get a call in the middle of my date next to the ocean and I have to walk away from my date for the rest of the night and tend to problems. Yeah. I'm like, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> so do you guys like, do you communicate with him still? Like as part of, as part of business with Nathan? Yeah. Pretty regularly. Yeah. yeah. Nathan helps with some of it. Okay. So basically every show that Nathan does, they've got, if it's a travel date, I've hired the driver and I've also hired the sound tech okay. that's on site. But with A-Town specifically, anytime you have a production setup and your sound tech, you usually need a second pair of hands to help. Yeah. Nathan's always that guy. He's the guy that helps. Way them. to go. Right. I pay him. But um, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> he sure. pays me. That's okay. And joy. And then Nathan will, actually Nathan will sometimes drive the rigs. Not not for long distances, but things like two that. hours away, maybe. Yeah. yeah, because he's the most experienced with it, and trust him on that. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. And he also knows what it's like to be in a wreck, so he drives more carefully. Yes, transition. Anyway, dare you. but the wreck. Yeah, sorry to de- derail us. Um, Ooh, bad word. <laughs> God, that's good. Good that segue, is good. That is good. Um, good segue. <laughs> um, <laughs> crash into me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I've thought. I've thought a lot about this, but I want your opinion. I've thought about a lot of ways to talk about this because yeah. I have a perspective that you guys probably don't even, aren't even aware of, mm. and I know the two of you have a perspective I'm not aware of. So, but to, I because of respect, I want one of you to to start the story but i think we should all kind of tell our perspective of the day kind of like if you're watching an episode of modern family and you see this person's whole day and this person's whole day but who wants to well for for context just in case you have new listeners nathan and i were in a bad for real yeah bad wreck yeah in 2015 yep and yeah. we share that specialness. October. October 2nd, 2015. Yeah. I'm going to go. You yeah, me, go and, me and Rudy have talked. Why don't you go? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, a squirrel ran out. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, <coughs> Get serious, Nathan. Right. God. Oh, I can. Watch this. You ready? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, it was. Uh, Dark and stormy night. It was actually stormy. We had a uh, tropical depression was going through our area at the time. And we had just been hit by one maybe three or four days prior. So the ground is obviously soaking wet. Yeah. So we're on our way to Orlando. And so we're going to meet the bus in Macon because we have to drop off the... Uh, trailer and meet with a bus and so that's for another gig Mm -hmm. so when we come back up we pick that one up or whatever logistical nightmare so we go down to macon and all of a sudden the bus just passes us by and they were supposed to take the exit supposed to take the exit and so 
we are Brody's like flashing his lights, and then he's like tries to get back on the road, and then that's when we lose control, and then we slide off the exit and hit a tree and a ditch at and the same time. Yeah, and a street sign. And <coughs> like a Sorry. highway street sign, like the big ones. Yeah, like the exit sign. Mm-hmm. So and uh, <clears throat> so we hit that and I I black out before we actually hit, which I'm thankful for. Um but uh but I remember, you know, grabbing on the old crap handle mm-hmm. and be like, here we go. Let's, let's let's see where this goes. And uh so I black out and then I come to and we're in in the ditch and I'm look, looking over Rudy and he's just kind of coming out of the stage too and I'm just like and then I feel my ear and my ear has blood coming out of it and uh so I'm just like so I know what happened and I'm just like well what time of day was this a three in the morning three in the morning yeah and uh but I remember um where he was like, he's like, I think you need to call Ryan, which is our band director. Uh, and I was like, all right. So I get my phone. I, I just don't know what to do with my phone. <laughs> and because uh, I've just been in the hit in the head. And uh, so I'm just like, I know how to use this thing, but <clears throat> I forgot how to. So Rudy's like already on the phone. He was like, I got it. I got it. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> so he, he's calling them and. All of a sudden, I see blue lights up to us. I was like, oh, Rudy, the cops are here. And uh, I guess somebody had called ahead and like actually saw us wreck, and then they and then they called and uh, gave us our location or whatever. And so, and then I black out again from Rudy's car until I'm in. Wow. So I don't remember the walk up. I black out again. But apparently, I made it to the. Ambulance, and uh, so I'm sit- sitting there, and then I'm trying to, like the whole time, like people are trying to talk to me. Rudy's trying to talk to me, and I want to answer him, but I'm trying to figure out, like my family's names. Oh my god! Yeah. And I'm just like, I know who they are. Like if I saw them, I know that's my mom. I know that's mm-hmm. my dad. And so I'm just like, but what are their names though? And so, um, and a friend of ours, Nick Kirk. Talked to me about this after I got we got out of the hospital. He was like, "Your brain was figuring out another way. It was detouring another way to figure out your family's names because the the way the typical way to it has been blocked and yeah. it had been damaged. So it was find another route. So I was like, "Wow, that's kind of amazing." And um, so I was trying to figure out, and then I hear Genevieve uh, yelling, just seeing if we were all right or whatever, and. And then, uh, but then Rudy gets his own ambulance, so he leaves, and they wheel him out. And uh, so all of a sudden, I'm on my way to the hospital, and and by the time I get to the hospital, I'm like, all right, Brett is my nephew, Maddie is my niece, Bob is my dad, Norm is my, okay, cool, I got it. You hit your head so, on the on the, on the uh, steering, hit your head on the steering wheel. Yeah, on the uh, the, sh- on the shifter shifter, yeah. <clears throat> so uh, behind, so behind one of these behind his yeah. behind his ear. Yeah, so I hit it up <clears throat> up here, and then um, so when they told me I was bleeding on my ear, they were like, "That's a good thing. You're not bleeding internally, so it has somewhere to go." 
So I was like, oh, that's, I guess that's good. Cool. So, um, but then, yeah, I get to the hospital and then, uh, and then like just stuff just gets foggy from there on out. Cause I'm like, until the next day, but that first day I was pun intended a wreck. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I was just like, and then I was just like, do you have a sick bag? I need a sick bag. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> And uh, which I hate worst of all in the world, <laughs> especially throwing up in front of people, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, here it goes. And uh, <laughs> sorry, <that's laughs> disturbing noise. Yeah, it's um, it was it was it was pretty bad, but uh, luckily I got all that out. And then I remember mom and dad being there. They they came, and then your parents were were there, obviously, and then uh, and Annie. So, and then, uh, <clears throat> then by the second day, stuff started to clear up, and I was pretty much back to normal. But, um, but they were just doing, you know, keeping me there for CAT scans, just seeing if something had gone really wrong. Because that was, you know, a, the head injury is obviously more dangerous than a foot injury. Sure. Am I right? <laughs> Sorry, office. Uh, <laughs> um, you talking about George Foreman Grill? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do remember when he spun bubble wrap around us. Yeah, I do have. Oh yeah. So let's uh, <clears throat> let's stop there because that's day. That's your day one, right? In your day one. Yeah. So is there any of that that <clears throat> you want to add to or? Yeah. No, 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 sorry, you. you. Me? Yeah, oh, me. yeah. So yeah, I mean, basically, um, I had bought an SUV. Um, it was a it's a Dodge Durango. But I needed to be towing trailers with it, so it actually had a Hemi engine in it. Nice truck. Yeah, and but very powerful. Uh, you know, I think it was a V8. I mean, it was very powerful. And it, but it also, and I, I could hit the gas, and that thing would it would be like off the block, kind of almost like a drag racer. Sure. But it was, but that's what I needed to be able to tow seven thousand pound trailers for our produ- <coughs> for our production stuff. Yeah. So like Nathan said, we're basically on a tour bus, but I had to move a trailer over to a spot you know, a couple hours in the car at three in the, three in the morning. It was raining. And everything he said is true. Like basically the bus was supposed to follow us to that drop-off point so we could drop it and then get back on the bus. Sure. The guy just, can, I, had, I didn't have the guy's number. So he just, he just goes. And yeah. like, I'm trying to, I'm not going over anything, you know, bad or whatever, but that Hemi engine kicked in and my steering went, it just, Went out from an, like you pulled the rug yeah. like that, yeah. and the the car in like that quick just went sideways with a yeah. trailer behind it. So now we're going seventy miles an hour sideways, uh-huh. sliding, and we go. Now, so, do you remember this? I do, but okay. but the, but it is an interesting path that I have relived like many times. I got you. So I do remember that because I'm asking him about like I remember even when I was saying right when it happened I was like, hey man, tell me what's going on with the girls these days. Boop. And then it yeah. lost control, like zero warning. It wasn't like we were clowning around. It wasn't like we were drinking, wide awake, sober, everything. Just the rug pulled out. We turned sideways. We blast over the exit 188. Uh-huh. I remember it specifically because I got a bill for it later. Yeah. The, account, the, the city billed me for the highway sign that I took out. You got to be kidding. Nope. Isn't that hilarious? Anyway, My um, God. so, but then we just, we probably hit the trees going between 60 and 70 miles an hour at a dead, at like a blunt stop. 
Did you pay for the sign? I don't remember. It was probably part of the insurance. I, I remember kind of going like, you. eh. That just... Did you black out before? Or no? It felt kind of like... This is the things that I think about when I think about this deal. I think there wasn't a place to register what was happening yeah. when it was happening. Yeah. Well, I think that's what the human brain is really good at. It's, it, it's like it was calm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it was, I, I can't I actually can't process this right now. Right. We'll get yeah. we'll get back to this. Yeah. I'll think about this a million times again, but in this moment, I can't actually there's nowhere to go. Yeah. I'm yeah, just I'm yeah. it's like I'm watching it almost calmly happen. Sure. Yeah. But it happened fast. Yeah. But when you think about you're not it's not like sheer panic yeah, zero to sixty. There was like, like silence when it was happening in the car. Was there? Yeah. Yeah. Because like, none of us we didn't say anything. We're just like, well, yeah, and I've never yeah. been in a wreck before. I've driven, yeah, I've tons, yeah. and very, you know, I'm very careful. But anyway, so we hit the we hit the trees, and I and I kind of remember it's just like they film it in a movie where you're like coming up to the trees, and then it just the screen goes black. It's just like that in my memory. It's exactly yeah, yeah. like it. Interesting. But what's interesting next is in my mind, it's almost like waking up from a dream. Like I was just sort of like, okay, and my instinct, like, like he says, to call our band leader because he he has the, the number of the bus driver. He he knows kind of. Yeah. It's just like you kind of back then we would call him a lot for things. So I called him and I said, "Dude, we've been in a wreck." And then I said, "Wait a second, I need to call nine one one." And hung up on him. So imagine getting a call from your guy going, "I just got in a wreck," and then he just hangs up on you at three in the morning. He tells me to this day it's one of the most terrifying. Phone calls. Sure, yeah, I can't imagine. But as I call nine one one, and and I'm I'm coherent. Nathan is not. No. I am. I go. Uh, yeah, we've been in we've been in a wreck. Uh, southbound seventy five, exit one eighty eight. I'm very crisp. Yeah. Right. And she goes, "We've already dispatched. They were already there." Yeah. Which I didn't even think about this until like months later. I've been passed out for minutes. I was, oh, I was just, yeah. I was just completely out. Yeah, it felt like seconds, but we were out. I didn't, I had no register of time, yeah. and I didn't even know that I had passed out until I thought about it later. Going like the police were already there by the time I was calling them, and I called them immediately. That's so wild. It was really weird. Yeah. So I here's the stuff that like kind of gets a little gnarly, but like the front end was or the side. I didn't actually hit the front. I hit the side, right where the joist to the door was. That's where the tree hit. So. Thank God I didn't hit my head. Yeah. Because I would have been probably one and done. Yeah. But I broke my wrist, broke my shoulder collarbone, Mm -hmm. broke some ribs, and it uh, collapsed my left lung. And then I, I basically had enough adrenaline to push myself over top of like the uh, the thing between the seats, like Mm -hmm. the armrest. Yeah. To put myself, because I tried to open the door and clearly it's just all caved in, like kind of touching me, caved in, you know? So I was like, no, that's not working. I'm using my good arm, right? And I remember kind of like moving my broken hand and feeling it, but it wasn't like mangled. It was just like, it's broken. But I was like, I'm not going to use that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I used, I hopped over. And as soon as I hopped over and sat in the seat that Nathan had been sitting in, because Nathan was standing outside in the grass, just like staring, all the pain hit me. When I hopped over to that seat. Yeah, that's when I blacked out. <clears throat> really? Mm-hmm. I remember Sorry going, I remember just sitting there perfectly still and just like starting to like. <sighs> wow. Yeah. Oh. Like emotional. Mm-hmm. I think to relive it. But then yeah. 
they pull me out, put me on a stretcher, and I'm like kind of laying like on a stretcher. It hurts so bad because I've broken my ribs and my lungs, sure. but I'm laying on those hard boards. They put the thing around my neck, which is like, I'd also, by the way, the thing that hurt the most later was the amount of whiplash that I had. I had like four months of whiplash where I couldn't turn my head to Four me. months. Yeah, like it's still to this day is not quite 100%, but for at least a month or more, I couldn't turn my head at all. It was just, and my vocal cords, I didn't like cram. They were like, I was almost talking like this, uh, you know? Uh, anyway, um, I know I'm dragging on, but this is no, all the stuff not. that I was no. like. And so then, um, then I then they, I remember going like, I need oxygen. Cause I, I I was like oh, I, I what can a feel. terrible feeling that must have been. But I was but it was kind of like the I sort of had my my zen, but I just like communicated like I need it, and they put it on me and immediately I was starting to get better. But then they you know started getting there and I started talking to Nathan, and with his story talking about being incoherent, I, that really freaked me out because I thought that I had like permanently damaged him. I had. He'll never be the same. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> but no, but I I really was, I was heartbroken in that moment because yeah. I thought that I had, I had really hurt him. Well, <clears throat> so with that, I'll give you my day one. Please. Which oh, yeah. in, in, in perspective and in combination with you guys is far less scary, but it was still scary. You know, my level of scary. So I was um, roommates with Nate and best friends. Boy, has a lot changed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no longer roommates, no longer best friends. Yeah. Just uh, co-workers. Yep. Um, coach workers. Um, Can't wait to get out of here. <laughs> what are you doing after this? <laughs> this. Guys, I'm driving. Uh, anyway, bad joke. Um, so, that's not, you're a good driver. Um <laughs> So I didn't even put that together. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, so all right, I went to work that that day, right? I knew you had a gig, but whatever. Right. Um, about eight thirty, I get a call from Katie Morgan, who, by the way, never calls me. Right. Right. So I was like, something clearly's wrong. Yeah. Don't know what it is. Yeah. But this is either a butt dial or something's very badly wrong. So she called me and she's like, "Hey, I just was thinking that." Uh, someone probably hasn't told you about Nathan. And I said, yeah, you're right. And she said, well, they've been in a very bad wreck. Nathan has been hit in the head, and he's not responding. Right? This is what I was told. And they they said, Rudy is also badly hurt, but he's okay. That's what I I heard, is that Rudy's badly hurt, he's okay. Nathan was hit in the head, and he's not responding. Or like non-responsive or something like this. Yeah. And I'm like, my heart dropped. Which was true for her a little bit. Yeah. And so I looked my looked at my boss and I said, Hey, I'll explain later, but I have to leave I have to leave right now. I literally I, I said, Hey, I'm I'm sorry. You're gonna have to take my meetings and every I got I gotta go. He's like, When? I said, Right now. Wow. And I I left and I, I just started driving. And I knew I knew it was south, so I just got on eighty five. I didn't even know where to go yet. I just started driving. And then I started panicking. Mm. And so who do I call? My dad. Because my dad's the steadiest, calmest person that I know. I yeah. told him what happened. I said, Dad, I don't know what to do. He said, You listen to me. Today 
you have to be the calm presence. And I said, well, you know, well, what do you mean? He said, look, everyone you go, when you go down there, everyone's going to be freaking out. His parents are going to be freaking out. Like, people are going to be freaking out. This is, this is a traumatic thing, but you have the gift to be steady, calm. That's your job. It's not everybody else's job. But your job is to be calm. I said, Dad, I don't know if I can do that. And he said, you can do it. And then tomorrow on the drive home, cry your eyes out. I said, yes, sir. And so I drove down there. And on the way there, I was thinking, what can I do to serve Nathan? Because, I, of course, that's who I was going to first. Sure. And I, I said, you know what? Nathan is probably so uncomfortable with how serious this is. Just like we talked about earlier, like, I'm the serious one. You want to get all sad and melodramatic? and That's me. That ain't him. And I'm like, this has got to be way too serious for him. So I said, I got to hit him with a joke. It could go really badly or it could go really well. And so, like, I walk in, and he's just, like, in really bad shape. And he just kind of looks at me. He's like, oh, he's like, oh, what's up, man? I said, yeah, I'm here to give you a fresh bedpan. (laughs) (laughs) And, dude, your dad lost it, and everyone lost it. And, like, to me, it's, like, one of my favorite moments ever. Yeah. Because I was like, that is the best gift I could have given you, and no one else knew that. You know, because everyone else wanted to like make it a thing, and that like, sure. oh Nathan, you know, it's so serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I knew, I just knew you just wanted to be, you needed some lighter air. Yeah, you know. For and sure. so I just talked to you for a minute. I just and I leaned down and said, "Hey man, you got like 387 texts, but one of them, just one of them's a girl. I'm sorry." <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I was just like making them laugh or whatever. And then. Okay. um I went over and I hugged his mom and I just held her. I said, hey, listen, everything's fine. Look at him. He's hurt. Everything's fine. You know, I did the same with dad. And then I went out and talked to a couple more people and was calm. And I was literally calming everyone down. And then when I was allowed to, I think uh, Simo and I went up and saw you together. Yeah. And again, calm, blah, 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 blah. And you were a lot more put together. Like you were obviously bandaged up and like seriously hurt, yeah, but yeah. I guess because you weren't hit in the head, right? So, dude, I no, I I thought you were gonna die, and it it yeah. scared me because all I heard was you've been hit in the head and you're not responsive. Yeah, and it's all the info you got. So yeah, yeah. And so the next day for me, I just lo- I <clears throat> freaking lost it, you know. And then I made a, <laughs> I made that cowboy JT video, which I'll show right here. Look at here, Nathan, this is Cowboy JT. I heard about your bad day. But we got the whole church praying, and I was talking to, hey, Darlene, what's Leroy's cousin? Uh, I was talking to Jeffrey, and his wife, she's going to make you a loaf of bread. <laughs> 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 yeah. But, the, okay, so the scary thing, too, was that, like, you you legitimately almost lost your hearing. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah, he had, he had blood. He had a uh, blood buildup, right, in your yeah. ears that, that was there for like six months or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was there for a while because like even when after they cleaned it out, there was like still nothing there. And I was like, um, am I supposed to be hearing something out of the ear? They're like, no, it's going to take some time because it's all dried up and stuff. And uh, it's going to take some time to clear up. So uh, that was never 100%, but it's it's pretty close, though. It's still close, to this day. Yeah, it's still close. Oh, you to, don't have a hundred? No, it's uh, it's it's close to it's close to normal though. 
it's like I want to say eighty five, maybe ninety percent there, and uh, but it's not hundred. But I mean, like I said, I still have the clarity. Just the volume is is not quite there. This is always louder. So how are you feeling today? <laughs> Can you hear this? Yeah. Um, I've seen this too. Isn't it weird? Like, I think the scariest part was is like that stuff doesn't happen to our our community. Like it was like no one really in our community ever really has problems or nothing crazy happens. And when something ha- hits this that close, I'm like Rudy and Nate. Yeah. And and it's like. I just saw Nate this morning. Like he just literally walked out, you know, or no, it was last night. That's what it was. Yeah. We had a cigar the night before. Wow. And we, right. and I was like, dude, I just smoked a cigar. Like Nate and Rudy. Yeah. It's just so weird because it felt so far away. On that sort of like the community jumping in thing, a, a quick story that I, I always think about is, so Annie and I were dating. We weren't married. Sure. Yeah. It's yeah. 2015. It's a couple of years prior to us actually being married. She's actually living at the time in Washington, D.C., going to grad school. So she gets a message at whatever, four in the morning. I think because Genevieve probably called her at like 4 a.m., right as this is all happening. Rudy's been in a wreck, you know. But she's a poor grad student, and she can't just afford to fly back on a a whim, you know, retail price vibes. And so I think it was actually Genevieve who put a um, Kickstarter for Annie to be able to come to the hospital. And then within like two hours, that raised like $900. My for, God. And so she got her flight and her rental car, just people just going, yeah, 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 yeah. <coughs> so I think about that, and it's like what you're describing, it's like the community doesn't see this happen very often, so we really care. Like we're not jaded. Right. Yeah. People really wanted to make sure it was okay. I got... So much love. Well, there was another yeah. Kickstarter too, right? That was even bigger than that, like longer term. Oh, was there? I think it might have been. I don't know if it was for both of you, but there was one for me. Oh, it was for him. Yeah, because I was insurance or well, something. No, I was out of work. Oh, that's right. And, yeah, uh, yeah. So I was like, I didn't have any work in October, and October to us that's big months. That's a big month. Um, but uh, yeah, because we but yeah, they started one. It's for a big me. month for ghosts too. So I think. That was that was awesome, and then yeah, um, that was a really good, really good joke. Yeah. Thanks, man. I liked it. <laughs> and then another thing, I won't mention his name, but he subbed in for me. He actually went to play to the Vegas gig and gave me what he earned. That's insane. That right there, that's like, pure. That's pure. Does so. his name rhyme with Bombus Tranch? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is why it wasn't him. Oh, okay. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate you. Was it that Carter was, Beaufort? It was amazing. Mm. It was. Transition. Yeah. You talk, about, you talk about someone <laughs> giving you their take from a night, you'd be fine. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. But I'm, I, well, I'm glad you told your part because before that, I. Recall nothing. I sure. I forgot you were there. Oh, I imagine, yeah. But I'm a very forgettable human being. But yeah. But when you <laughs> when we start talking about like all the different jokes and stuff, I was just like, Oh wait, I remember that. <clears throat> and then my family was there and then you walked out of the room, I was like, Did anybody notice that Jeremy was calm and cool and collected? <laughs> you didn't say that. I'm just kidding. I didn't say that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I didn't say anything. I was like, Who yeah, was, was that? 
He's pretty cool, dude. Who's that cool, calm guy? <laughs> Whoever that dude was, he was awesome. JT during the day. We're going to start a podcast, you know. I know it. Yeah. Um, so, okay. folks, drive safely. Please. When I see people drive crazy right now, I just, I can't believe it. Did the pandemic make people worse? I think so. Because yeah. I'm out there, I'm just like, what are you doing? <laughs> I don't we were dri- We were driving the other day, and these like three or four motorcycles must have gone by us going 150 miles an hour. And I'm like, I know I'm old now, but I'm like, where are your parents? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of part one, and this is Benedict Francis Maxwell the 35th. How about that, Rudy? Isn't he a rip-roaring heck of a dadgum good time? I love him with my entire British beating heart. Tune in next week for part two where the guys talk about the London trip with Dave Matthews and Bruce Springsteen, the mother-effing boss. Rudy ends up on CNN Global News and Rushmore is back. Down. I said down. Alfie get the hell down. Potty? Do you need a proper potty? Potty boy? Potty means pee you idiot. Are you kidding me? I should have never gotten a dog. I am putting all of my royal eggs in this twerk ethic handmade wicker basket. Cheerio, toodaloo, and toodle pip, players. Oh, oh, oh.